0: Woke Lords, welcome to another fantastic episode of Cancel Shweezy, the best episode of Cancel Shweezy that I will ever make. I am Shweezy, as most of you know, but you may know me as the Foreplay King. That's my more common name as uh, most people recognize the crown and the Uh, the monarchy that is the foreplay king welcome to the best episode of cancel Sweezy. and also the post christmas episode this is the last week you're gonna have to see me in my grinch christmas sweater maybe next year i will get some more christmas sweaters um i probably should for the show uh because you know what i am a little extra and uh being extra is never a problem uh when money is involved i don't know uh, okay. That made no sense. But anyways, uh, I do want to start off the show saying I am aware where I'm recording this on Christmas day, by the way, um, uh, just so you know, I'm not sure any, some developments could happen by Monday by the time this episode releases, but I am aware of the explosion that had happened downtown Nashville. Uh, I was, uh, I live close to downtown, um, like a 10 minute drive, but, um, so yeah, it's not too far away, but yeah, I'm fine. Um, Hopefully they kind of figure out what the hell is going on with that. Um, pretty sure the FBI will figure that shit out pretty quickly. Um, anyways, yep. I am aware I am fine. Um, hopefully, uh, I heard they saw someone's human remains, uh, but hopefully we kind of get towards that a little bit more, but, uh, yeah, I'm uh member of thoughts and prayers, uh, are you know, send good vibes to the city. Uh, we've had a rough year. First the tornado, then COVID, uh, now this ending it this way but uh hopefully things uh change from there uh but Merry Christmas everyone Merry Christmas Mr. Potter and Happy New Year to you in jail um we're gonna be getting into that on later in the episode but uh thank you so much for listening to this episode um oh so since you're on the episode may may ahead may go ahead and like and subscribe Uh, Wherever you're getting your podcasts from, uh, if you're on YouTube, like and leave a comment. Talk talk about what I messed up, the shit I say, shit I do, yada, yada, yada. Great way to support the show. Just like and subscribe. Uh, Great thing you can do. It's the freest thing you can do. Another free thing you can do is... uh, Go subscribe and follow me over on Twitch every Monday and Thursday. Uh, schedule to be determined, maybe changing soon. Uh, I will be streaming video games over on Twitch. It's really fun. Um, I kind of like figure it out. I get mad and angry, and I talk about cool stuff. It's like this show, but live. Uh, so, uh, you definitely, uh, don't want to come over there if, and now for the support that if you do have money, um, if you already have an Amazon prime account, you can connect that to your existing Twitch account, combine the two, um, and instead of pressing the follow, you can press subscribe button. Typically they're worth $5, but you get one free a month. Uh, if you already have an Amazon prime account and, uh, that's a financial way to support the show. If you already have an Amazon prime account. And if you don't, it's basically, they're around $5 of subscription. So, uh, Basically, you don't want Jeff Bezos getting another $5 a month. That guy has too much money as it is, and I cannot tolerate that. And so, uh, you know what? When Jeff Bezos doesn't get $5, extra, five extra, extra dollars a month. And I really like that. I do really like that. So hit the subscribe button. You can support me and everything I do. Uh, but if you want to be a top-notch supporter of the Schwedcast. We do have a Patreon page. Our Patreon page is $5 a month. That's the only tier we have. You get ad-free episodes of everything in the Schweezy Podcast universe and uh, supports everything I do over here. And uh, and I really like that. But nevertheless, if you just want to be free and be just a, a low-ranking Schwoke Lord, a lower ranking is better than not ranking, choke Lord. Uh, just like and subscribe everything wherever you get your podcast on YouTube and everywhere else. Uh, be a cool guy. I want you to be a cool guy. You know. And I really like that. So Garth really likes that, and uh, yeah, let's just uh, and from here, let's just get straight into the news. Uh, what do you to fuck up. So um, typically on this show, I like to start with a very uplifting article. I want to get this show going on a happy note, and I found this one, and this one puts a smile on my face, so uh, let's just get into it. This is from uh, Portal Mags, uh, somewhere, I guess I don't have the, uh, let me take a look here, I'm going to have to find it, but um, where is it, where are you, uh, and this is from M Live Grand Rapids is the name of the of where I found this hard-hitting journalism. Uh, But nevertheless, he persisted. Son wins lawsuit after mom throws away his best porno magazines. And I really like that. Yeah, there we go. Finally, some justice in this world. Uh, This is Ottawa County, Michigan. A Grand Haven couple will have to pay for disposing of their son's pornography collection. The only question is how much david working 42 sued his parents beth and paul working after they toss out what a judge called a trove god damn it fly uh, a trove of pornography and an array of sex toys Ooh. that's rough buddy um, U.S. District Judge Paul Maloney in Kalamazoo granted the son's request for summary judgment in his favor. The parties have until mid-February to file written submissions on damages. The parents' attorney, Anne-Marie Vanderbrook, said she is working to establish the value of the items that were disposed of but declined to comment about the case. David Working contends damages are around $25,000. His attorney, Miles Greengard, contends that his client should receive trouble Treble damages, which is allowed under his claim of conversion of property. We have asked the court for treble damages, which we believe are warranted given the wanton dest- dest- destruction of the property, he said. He was pleased with the judge's ruling the case wasn't just about a guy and his dirty magazines. This was a collection of often irreplaceable items and property, Gringard said. His client had moved into his parents' home in late 2016 after a divorce after he left for Muncie, Indiana. Hey, that's where Josh is from. I'm going to say he's from there because he hates it there. He expected them to deliver his belongings. He later realized that a dozen boxes of pornographic films and magazines were missing. His father said in an email, Frankly, David, I did you a big favor getting rid of all this stuff. The judge earlier rejected the parents' request to dismiss the case. Getting to the heart of the coconut now, the legal issue before the court is whether Paul and Beth converted David's pornography to their own use, Molina wrote earlier. He found that they did. Holy shit. I didn't even read this article. I'm going to try to get these flies too. Did I get, nah, I got it. Okay. Uh, but they did, frankly, David and I did a big favor again, getting the hard coconut now Milani wrote early. He found that they did. So they were using his porno stuff, his porn collection. In the latest ruling, he said, as early as 1874, Michigan courts have recognized that conversion to one's own use was broad and could include destruction due to the converter's belief in the destroyed items' deteriorous effects. The Michigan Supreme Court confirmed that conclusion in 2015, Maloney. Maloney Maloney wrote, "Why? what's going on with me today? Um, In this case, there is no question that the destroyed property was David's property. Defendants repeatedly admitted that they destroyed the property, and they do not dispute that they destroyed the property. Therefore, the court finds that there is no genuine dispute of material fact on David's statutory conversion claim. The parents had called police on August 23rd, 2017, over an incident and asked that their son leave for at least three days. The son repeatedly con- contacted his parents and tried to retrieve his property from their home the judge said the parents said they had told their son when he moved in that he could not bring pornography into their home or it would be destroyed. They also contended he had abandoned the property and said he could have mitigated his losses by removing it himself. The judge said the parents would not allow him back in that they said they would ship his property to him. The parents had kept some materials described as the worst of the worst in a safety deposit box concerned it could be illegal. Ottawa County Sheriff's Department reviewed the materials and found no evidence of child pornography. No charges resulted. OK, so. <laughs> so um, I feel like. I want to say in regards to this – come on, come on. Can I get this fly or not? Um, I want to say in regards to this um, this article, I feel like the thing is like a lot of parents have to realize that once their kids become adults um, and they have to move back in with you and you're like gracious enough to let them move back in, you can't be their parents. You have to like just let them be a roommate for a while while they get the themselves that buck out on their feet. What it sounds like is – these parents were probably a little toxic. Um, there was an incident, though. I want to know more details on that incident. Um, it just sounds like probably they got into a fight or something like that, but not like a physical altercation, because I think if it was a physical altercation, um, we could have heard something about that. So I don't think it was physical. Um, I believe, though, when I look into this, it looks like, yeah, the thing is with the parents is um, if he had it in storage, I feel like even if you didn't want him to have pornography in their your home, you should have just let it be, um, to be honest. Um, because yeah, now you're like paying damages. So like, yeah. And so sounds like your relationship is never going to get back on track. Um, you really ruined a relationship with your child because you didn't like his porn. And that is kind of just despicable of the parents. The parents need to realize, uh, that their son's an adult. He's like in his forties and, uh, It's good for them to let him back in. I feel like they may have felt obligated, but they just kind of wanted to treat him like their son again, and that was not cool. And uh, it's not cool to jewel in school, right? It's not cool to jewel in school. Yeah, boy. All right. Next article I'll get into. Oh, this one's good. Uh, police use a trick from the Simpsons to catch criminals and it actually worked. And this is from the independent, uh, an ingenious plan from South Yorkshire. Police fooled 21 people into being arrested in 2017. Operation Holly involved police sending cards from a fake company to the addresses of some of the most wanted felons on the promise of receiving a free Christmas hamper. Cards claiming to be from Harold hampers offered the recipients bottles of champagne, wine, Christmas pudding, and other treats. If they fancied these generous free gifts, all they had to do was arrange a delivery time for the hamper to be dropped off at their home. Except it wasn't a hamper that turned up at their home. It was the police. Amazingly, 21 people fell for this ruse. (laughs) in two days criminals want the burglary assault fraud drinking driving dangerous driving drug related offenses and harassment were all rounded up driving bans prison recalls curfews and fines were all dished out and one individual was also reprimand remanded remanded in custody Temporary Detective Chief Inspector Lee Berry oversaw the operation and praised its effectiveness. In a statement, he said, It's encouraging that our innovative approach has yielded positive results, and we will continue to explore new avenues for apprehending those wanted, which impacts upon the victims of crime. Sending officers to addresses where wanted people no longer reside is also a drain on valuable police resources. This highly creative technique for catching criminals was since attractive, attention on social media where Sam White pointed out the striking cylinder to a brief storyline in The Simpsons. In the episode named lisa the skeptic season 9 episode 8 a small storyline is featured at the start of the episode where chief wiggum and the rest of the springfield police force fools several hoodlums from the town into entering a police raffle believing they will receive a free motorboat homer who is wanted to, for unpaid parking tickets fall for it but is left furious when he still doesn't get his boat it's unclear whether the simpsons actually influenced south yorkshire police but it, it if it did, they deserve a big round of applause. So, thoughts on this? Um, I mean, it, well, there is there is something uh, to say here. Uh, claiming to be from Harold Hampers—that's the part I'm curious about. Um, because is it there could be isn't there some legal obligation that they're claiming to give out this? information but like not giving it to the contestants um i mean they're dumb enough to i mean that's the thing though like how good was this claim hey you can get a free hamper and then they like look up the person and like get the address um wouldn't they still need to be obligated to give that information or give that uh those products to them because uh as it says, like they're not getting that. They were kind of fooled into giving away their information for that. So like the gifts is the, I feel like is the sketchy part. Um, because if they fell for this ruse, it's like the idea they fell for this ruse idea. Uh, it could, it could, I don't know. That sounds like it's a different Yorkshire. That sounds like a UK area place. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like, uh, that's a little skeptical. Um, but, um, but I feel like with the Simpsons episode, it was like a police raffle or something like that. That one, that one probably could, yeah, that one's probably Homer being stupid. All right. Yeah. That's, uh, that's kind of that. I just thought it was kind of funny. Next one uh, about video games. Xbox Series X and PS5 Scalpers are getting scammed by fake customers. And this is from The Gamer. Uh, Scalpers attempting to resell PS5s in Series X consoles at astronomical prices are being tricked by customers sick of putting up with the wildly inflated prices. Some scalpers have reportedly driven hours to make a sale, only to be met with disappointment when nobody else shows up. Scalping is always an issue in the world of gaming, especially around the release of new consoles. Things were particularly bad in 2020 as almost all PS5 and Series X sales were done online, a place where bots could quickly buy out inventory for anyone else could get them and make a purchase. Go online right now and you'll see next-gen consoles selling more than $1,000 on eBay, nearly twice its MSRP. Angry PlayStation and Xbox fans are starting to fight back, however. By posing as potential customers, they'll reach out to a local seller, inquire about the price, and set up a place to meet, usually somewhere inconvenient for the scalper. Then, on the day of the meet, the customer won't show up. In fact, there's an entire subreddit dedicated to this practice. And that is rscamthescalpers, and it's filled with hilarious ideas is like this one. So this is this is actually from a Twitter account at False Start Pod Uh, another podcast. Hey, maybe we should team up sometime. If you spot a hashtag scalper in the wild, don't arrange a meetup and never show up. Arrange a meetup at a local children's hospital and tell your local news crews about the person with such a big heart. And they're donating the hashtag or hashtag Xbox Series X to the kids this Christmas. Whether you agree with the practice or not, that's pretty damn hilarious. From sending scalpers to buy tires or arranging two different scalpers to meet at the same place. Reddit is filled with tales of scalpers coming face to face with a hefty dose of karma playstation 5 series x and the latest Nvidia graphics card have all been the target of scalpers this year the online only sales for most of these products work to their advantage and according to a new study they managed to make over 82 million this year they've been an absolute pain to customers around the globe but fit right in with the rest of the 2020 landscape one uk retailer was able to thwart a scalper group's plan earlier this year as it noticed the bulk purchases before it went through and was able to shut down the sale. We're not sure how many of these scam the scalper tales are true, but neither approve or disapprove of the practice. But for anyone still trying to land a next gen console at a reasonable price, maybe these stories can put a smile on your face. So, um, yeah, it's one of those things with like Reddit things, like how much is actually true? Because you know what? You can just lie on the internet. Um, so I mean, like, every story is a little, can be a little skeptical. Um, one thing I will say, uh, to everyone, do not buy A system from one of these scalpers congratulations you played yourself if you did you actually did play yourself but uh best thing i can suggest for you to do um just be a little patient like one let's think about this for the beginning um right now i would say playstation 5 xbox the only thing with xbox is with game pass and you can like get play some of the backlog and like, that's the best thing you can do. Uh, PlayStation five has like one or two games available right now. Um, I would just say, just wait until like the production ramps back up and you know, you buy them in stores and shit like that. Um, once we get that going, uh, what you'll be able to do is, uh, just buy a, uh, buy it then, uh, because once the scalp, so when these scalpers have inventory, if they don't sell their inventory, what will happen is when the when you're able to buy a $500 PlayStation 5, their $1,000 PlayStation 5 will not get get bought because no one's gonna pay a thousand dollars when you can pay $500. Uh, don't be don't be a TikTok there. Congratulations, you played yourself. So uh, that's the best thing I can suggest for anyone uh, to do, um, in the meantime though, so yeah, you're just going to be patient, there's not a lot of exclusive games out right now anyways, so it's just kind of like buying a, buying one of these next-gen consoles at launch, is never 50-50, they're gonna make a revision, I'm waiting, I'm wanting a PS5, I've mentioned I've wanted a PS5, uh, for a while now, uh, one I can kind of replace my Roku and, uh, my, uh, PlayStation 5, did I get it, yes, I got it, got one of them, um, places replaced like kind of like, you know, it's a Blu-ray player, so I can sell my old Blu-ray player for like 30 bucks or whatever. Um, but, uh, no, it's a great, I think it will be a great console. I can play 4k. I just want to, yeah, do you know, to play some of like, you know, like the third party titles. Cause they're not always on switch. So it'd be fun. And I stream on Twitch, twitch.tv slash the Sweezy. And so it'd be really great. So i um, hopefully once they make the next revision of it, which I'm assuming next year, they're gonna have a revision of it. Um, I'll either buy the old one or the new one. Uh, Hopefully, by next year, they're going to have production up on everything. So, uh, yep. Okay. So, we got two more articles to go through. As a lay dying, dying singer, Tim Labesis, who served prison time for... Oh, sorry, I didn't read the title. As a late dying singer, Tim Labesis hospitalized after setting himself on fire. Uh, this is from Variety Magazine. As a dying singer, Tim Labesis, who served prison time for attempting to hire someone to murder his estranged wife, is in the hospital after a bonfire accident left him with burns on 25% of his body. The singer of the veteran San Diego heavy metal band posted... Uh, about this accident on social media Wednesday, showing himself swathed in bandages but smiling from his Instagram. Uh, so this is a exact quote. Let's see the fly didn't come near me. Okay, so the exact quote here: "Keep your head up, no matter what. I'm doing the best I can to make a thumbs up." Thumb. Thumps up on the way to surgery in about 30 minutes. I apologize to my friends and I've not had the time to fill in yet on what happened. The entire gas cap fell off when trying to use a little from the trickle tip to get a bonfire. started. gas got all over my clothes and I ended up burning 25% of my body. I've been in the hospital since Saturday night and I will be here for a couple more weeks. Most likely today's surgery is to remove the remaining dead skin that we were unable to scrub off during dressing changes this week. It will be for the best so that we won't have to scrub so hard during dressing changes and that in a big relief for me, I am extremely thankful for the burn center workers who are taking care of me. I will try to update all my recovery. It will be a long road, but I will get back to full strength eventually. So, um, Limbisis was arrested in 2013 for soliciting of murder after attempting to hire an individual to kill his estranged wife. The hitman was actually an undercover agent, and the singer pleaded guilty to charges in 2014. He was released in December 2016, and two years later, returned to the band, releasing an album, ironically in retrospect titled "Shaped by Fire" in 2019. <laughs> At least one of the band's concerts that year was canceled due to a public outcry In a statement. Louisa wrote in a part, I stand against that person I became during the darkest period of my past, and it's part of my life's work to prevent others from going down destructive paths. It's now been almost six years since I made the biggest mistake of my life, and I consider each day an opportunity to do something positive to turn my life around and to use my experience to help others. So that's the, that's the, um, you got to imagine his estranged, now estranged wife is like, yeah, you got what you deserve, bud. Uh, two years in prison for hiring that. Isn't that what Joe exotic is in prison? I mean, that's the same thing he's in prison for. Uh, but, uh, actually I believe it is. He is, he's like in prison for that. Um, anyways, I don't know how like he, they're still doing like concerts and shit like that i feel like that's just like a weird elephant in the room he's like hey man uh do you want to go get a beer later it's like dude you tried to kill your wife um it's not cool man (laughs) it's just kind of like weird and i don't know what to say and i just remember them being a christian metal band it's like yeah i'm into that christian metal that's really dying and now you're like oh you mean the guy who tried to get his wife murdered by a hitman um oh i touched it but i didn't get it okay hopefully I get it soon. Um, but no, I think it's just a weird red flag in the room. And I bet his ex-wife is like, you got what he deserved, but yeah, I don't know. I thought that was just kind of funny. <laughs> um, like, man, that karma is really getting to you, bud. Um, but, uh, and then the album cover is also, uh, also a little rough buddy. Um, hold on, hold on. I was holding my tea. That's rough, buddy. So, um, yeah, sucks to be him. But he'll probably recover, and uh, they'll make more albums for some reason. But they're no longer a Christian band. <laughs> they never—they were. I bet so many like heavy metal bands and like punk bands and like the, like in the 2000s, they just like were like oh we're Christians, and uh, that was a big marketing thing. I think that the Christian music scene was pretty big for the most part. Oh, I hit the mic, sorry guys and girls who listen to this show. But anyways. Let's go to the last article. Speaking of uh, Joe Exotic, Tiger King star sues Justice Department over pardon rejection. So um, we over a couple of weeks ago that he was asking uh, for a pardon. Uh, he even wrote a letter to Kim Kardashian to see if she could phone call Donald Trump. We, I don't think that's how it works. I'm pretty sure her assistant has Trump's assistant's phone number or something like that and contact information. And that's how those meetings are set up. Um, Fort Worth, Texas, uh, this is, oh, this is from Courthouse News Service, my favorite, uh, news source. Imprisoned Tiger King docu-series star Joe Exotic sued the Justice Department Wednesday disputing a rejection of his pardon application because it was not presented directly to President Donald Trump. Joseph Maldonado Passage, uh, 57, sued the U.S. Office of the Pardon Attorney in federal court in Fort Worth. He is currently an inmate at the nearby federal medical center Fort Worth. He was convicted in 2019 on two courts of murder for hire, eight counts of violating the Lacey Act of falsifying wildlife records, and nine counts of violating the endangered species. Okay, so that's probably why he's still in prison. Or why he's gonna not going to be out of prison. Um, Exotic was sentenced to 22 years in federal prison for trying to hire a hitman for $10,000 to kill a rival Tiger Enthusiast and Tiger King co-star Carol fucking Baskins. Uh, Exotic claims his pardon application was rejected by acting pardon attorney Rosalind Sergeant Burns. Uh, two days after it was filed in September, he disputed her determination that she reject— ...that the rejection is final and wants the court to compel her office to present the pardon with a recommendation to Trump. Although the email conceded that the president had the ultimate authority to to make a decision on the pardon, the email nevertheless implied that the office of the pardon attorney was not sending the recommendation to the president. Instead, was usurping the role of final decision maker on the pardon. The six-page complaint states... Zog says his attorneys responded that the office is required under federal regulations to forward the pardon application to the president for him to decide. In response to this reminder, William Taylor, with the U.S. Pardon Attorney's Office, acknowledges the president's plenary powers. The complaint states, however, the U.S. Pardon Attorney's Office has yet to forward the pardon with a recommendation to the president. The Justice Department declined to comment on the lawsuit Thursday morning. Exotics lawsuit comes eight months after Trump joked at a White House COVID-19 briefing that he would take a look at pardoning him. A reporter had asked Trump about comments his son, Donald Trump Jr., had made about the hit Netflix show. Blah blah blah. Do you think he did it? Are you on his side? Trump asked with a smile. I'll take a look at it. That's Joe Exotic. Tiger King was a hit Netflix during the early months of the Pandy as uh, over 34 million unique viewers streamed the show in the 10 days since it launched in March. The show follows several of the eccentric personalities in the Tiger enthusiast community and focus on Exotic's obsessive behavior towards rival Baskin after he entered into a $1 million settlement in a trademark case she filed against him. Exotic had repeatedly accused Baskin of playing a role in the disappearance of her husband, suggesting she fled his, fed his body to her tigers to take over his assets. Trump Jr. had professed his love for the show during the April interview on Sirius XM, saying it took him two sittings to finish the series. When they say we are putting this guy away for 30 years, it seems aggressive, he said, because of coronavirus, Rikers Island, these liberal places, they're releasing pedophiles, they are releasing child rapists because they are worried they have some pre-existing condition, and then they get coronavirus in jail and get in trouble. I don't know, guys. I kind of want to leave the child rapists in prison. Exotic himself was transferred to FMC Fort Worth in March as a precaution after the Oklahoma County Jail. He was being kept in, had a COVID-19 outbreak. Baskin seems to have gotten the last laugh as a federal judge awarded her control of Exotic's former zoo property in June to satisfy her trademark judgment. U.S. District Judge Scott Palk ruled the 16.4-acre Wynwood property was fraudulently transferred from Exotic to his mother to keep it away from Baskin. Big Cat Rescues, constructive trust in equitable lion and, and to the building shall survive in physical or title transfer of the building in shall follow any proceeds except as to a good faith purchase for a value of Paul ordered at the time exotic kept himself busy while behind bars serving as his own attorney in filing a 93 million lawsuit in march against the u.s fish and wildlife service u.s department of interior and several of his perceived enemies exotic claims a vast conspiracy exists to take his animals away from him exotic is represented in wednesday's lawsuit by francisco hernandez in fort worth so like i see here um and in everything in the Joe Exotic case, Joe's a bad person, but Carol is also a bad person. Um, I actually think they should should uh, search into her dead husband uh, a little bit more because there's a lot of fishy things in that details and it should be fully looked into even years and years later. Uh, but that's, yeah, that's a, that a big thing. So, um, yeah, I think he does have a case if, like, I guess if he has to, if there is a case to get it sent to the uh, pardon office for Trump to even look at, like if they at least sent it, that would be a thing. But I think they didn't. They just ignored it. So, um, I think that's, I think that's where we are. So, uh, yeah. Oh, God damn it. I get the, the Fly's almost here. Okay. So yeah, I think, um, I don't know what to say on this case. Um, he's guilty, but, uh, I don't know what he would do if he got out of jail, but, um, uh, Anyways, though, yeah, I think that's, uh, that's how I'm going to end the news right now. Um, yeah. This episode of the Schwedcast is brought to you by Gamefly. Most of you are already aware of Gamefly, but for those of you who don't, it's the best video game rental subscription service for one low monthly fee. As a Twitch video game streamer myself, I know there are two types of game. One type is the game that you'll continue to go back to time and time again, like Breath of the Wild and Super Smash Brothers. And then there's those other games, you know, that you only play once and then never pick up again. And that is where Gamefly is perfect. Most games come in at around $60, you know These new AAA titles come in at $60, but with this link in the description of this episode, uh, your first two months will only be $10. I'm a subscriber myself, and uh, I played through Pokemon Sword, and I loved it so much that I wanted to keep that copy, and with just a click of a button, uh, and you just pay the little extra money, you get to keep the game that you rented from Gamefly. You don't even have to worry about anything else, and they'll go ahead and send you the next game. I'm excited for the month of October, I will be getting into Luigi's Mansion, because that is a very spooky game and uh how that's halloween so it's the spooky season which i am super excited to play that game i already got it in the mail and i'm excited uh for once october kind of rolls around i can start playing that game and it's super fun and awesome i love gamefly um like i said i'm a subscriber myself but you can get your first two months for ten dollars you just got to use the link in the description of this episode and you know what start playing those games this episode of the Shwedcast is brought to you by FNX Fitness. FNX Fitness is committed to creating innovative supplements of the highest quality that provide focus for a productive morning, energy to thrive all day, uh, performance supplements to reach new goals, unique sleep and recovery formulas to support any sport, and healthy supplements to support an active lifestyle for years to come. They also have a fantastic clothing line so you can look good while you work out as well, which I always like to look good working out. Hashtag pray for Micah. We all know what the drill. Um. Uh, With your purchase of any product from the FNX Fitness website, they even donate a gallon of water to a child in need, so you know that each purchase you make uh, really is helping someone out. Uh, Using promo code Schwagcast or link in the description of this episode, you can save 15% off your order. Again, that is promo code SWEGCAST, or link in the description down below. Save 15% on some great performance supplements. Okay, so going into some more activities in the uh Sweezy universe so i saw this thread on reddit um it's like on our ask reddit um one of the questions was which i i think i preach a lot what's well, something that is romantic in movies but creepy in real life um which i'm a big believer in that i grew up and was raised by tv and uh turns out, uh, women don't actually like that romantic shit, um, because if you did in real life, it's awful, but uh, in movies, it's, like, amazing, which is just fucking stupid, uh, but anyways, like, so I look at a couple of these things, uh, to see kind of what it is, um, I see stopping weddings, yes, that would be a shitty thing to do, stop, I know you're not in love with me, but, uh, will you marry me, uh, you know, shit like that, I'm gonna leave, Uh, I'm gonna leave, my fiance at the altar like i feel like you should have done that not at the wedding would have been a good idea yeah don't ruin someone's wedding show up and ruin their wedding uh pursuing someone already in a relationship uh i have been dumb enough to fall for this one um honestly they're happy and they're like oh just kind of a. and the next one is and kind of goes along with obsessive and unrequited love, spamming years, like, oh, maybe someday if I just keep proving my worth, you're already worth, you've already proved your worth, uh, she's a bitch, and she's with a shitty guy, because she is a shitty person, that is one thing, if you ever see someone, like, if you see a woman, it's like, I can't believe you're with that guy, he's so shitty to you, she's shitty too, let's just, uh we're gonna go there, she's shitty too, folks. Uh, and that's the way it is all right um but yeah no and required love spamming years like a gem and pam thing you think it's all that's romantic but now nah, it doesn't work like that in the real world women want a good guy want a guy who has things going for him and she will settle for him Like that, I thought I got all the flies in here, but I didn't. Um, So, uh, yeah, if you're pursuing someone who is in a relationship, stop that shit. Stop that shit. Uh, I wish I could go back in time and tell uh, a younger version of myself uh, before I became sweezy to knock that shit off. Um, Snarinating them on their doorstep now as a musician myself, I want to do this. You know, there's that romantic in me. You know, I grew up on these rom-coms. Um, I was raised on these rom-coms. So part of me just thinks that, like, maybe this will do it. And I, like, I'll, like, like, sit down and write a really shitty song. Be like, I'm going to play this for her, and she's going to fall in love with me. And, uh, got I kill it? Did I kill it? Maybe it'll stay away from me. Um, I think, yeah, this song is going to change her mind. None of your songs are going to change her mind. Write music for yourself, not for other people and uh let other people enjoy it that yeah it's a we- music is a weird career it's like you don't you shouldn't like va- use others' opinions to validate your like who you are, but then like part of your career like my career is who I am and so and it requires validation from others for it to function properly, you know. That's a weird thing. Music is a weird career folks and uh, as you as your liaison into the world of schwokdom, I'm here to tell you that. Um, the next one I'm seeing uh, big public displays of affection to show you're worthy of love. Now I've done this before and it has never worked uh, folks you're just gonna get your feelings hurt and you're gonna play yourself. Congratulations, you played yourself. So don't play yourself, and don't do that shit. That shit is stupid, and you shouldn't do it. Um, next one is my favorite one from the Notebook: uh, threatening to hurt slash kill yourself if she doesn't date you. In the Notebook, they like holding on to the Ferris wheel. like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna drop if you don't go on a date with me. Now, first of all. You shouldn't require someone else to take care of your mental health. I'm just going off experience, folks. I'm I'm not trying to shame anyone except for Micah. Hashtag pray for Micah. That's the only person I shame on this show. We it's we have a sh- we only shame when I'm talking shit and just Micah in general. Hashtag pray for Micah. So oh yeah, did you mention pray for Micah? Um, Christmas, you know, there's a lot of Christmas cookies, so you, I guarantee he's gained like thirty pounds. Um, minimum thirty, okay? I'm not trying to shame anyone except for Micah anyways though. Um, next one is the last one I'm seeing here that really stuck out to me in this thread, sending an ogre and a donkey to rescue them from a castle. So you can force them to marry you. So you can become a King to make up for your small stature. That one, I didn't really hit home, but I like that movie. Um, I really like Shrek and, uh, I will, yeah, I'm I'm always down for some Shrek, Shrek and chill. Um, I got them all 4K. I got digital 4K versions of it, ladies. If you want a fairy tale, Shrek is one of my favorite movies. I need to get a Shrek. I think like next to Airbud, I think should be Shrek. Maybe the first, I think the first one. I think I think the movie poster for the first one is more classic, but there's part of the second one I really like a lot, too. Um anyways, um long story short as what Micah says. Hashtag. Pray for Micah. when he's about to tell me the longest fucking story of his entire life um, is that do not do romantic gestures in movies the best thing you can do is if you fuck up in a relationship apologize and uh, think about what you did and think of how am I gonna better myself further on to not be a dick anymore and that's is love advice from shweezy before we actually get into the love advice. I really like that. And if you want to call me wrong, pretty bold of you little fucks to assume that I'm not God. So, uh, yeah, you know what fuck's happening. Um, but nevertheless, he persisted. He being me. And, uh, yeah, I I discovered a pronoun. It's like, you could be, she slash them. It's like, yeah, you identify as female or, a woman, but uh, you also identify as non-binary. I'm like that's that's weird. Okay, I'm calling you. Okay, we're not. I'm not going to discuss that with anyone. Um. Anyway, so um, going on our Christmas series, I in the for the month of December, I want to make a tradition where I review a Christmas movie every week. Uh, last three weeks, we did uh, three classic Rankin Bass films. Uh, today. I want to go through my mother's favorite Christmas movie. It's A Wonderful Life, starring Jimmy Stewart and no one else I know who they are. So I want to live again, Mary. I I, 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 I want to live again, Clarence. I don't know. Jimmy Stewart's pretty funny. Um, but I know. So let's just kind of go through the movie, and I'll kind of put I kind of mark down everything I had a uh, reaction to. I've never realized this movie's like two hours long. I was thought, like, maybe like an hour 30. It's two hours. Pacing is super slow in this movie. feel like if they remade it today, they're going to get the pacing a lot better. They could probably, they could probably cut it down to an hour 30, you know? Um, so yeah, the movie starts off with a bunch of people praying for George Bailey, who you haven't met yet, which you will soon meet because he is the entire film. Uh, they start with, uh, praying to George Bailey. So God keeps hearing all this shit and he's like all right we got to fix this so he so jellybean god and donut moses uh talk it over and god's like let's send clarence down moses is like clarence is dumb as fuck and i don't think he's going to be good but god's like well he's a really good guy so uh they get clarence uh clarence is just like a dot maybe a maybe like a dot candy i want to say that is clarence oh and this is the first time i actually ever watched it in color which is really cool so, uh, yeah, so Clarence is like, Clarence is dumb as fuck, but, uh, he has the faith of a child, which is not justification for solving someone's problems, but nevertheless, God persisted and, uh, they're like, well, let's go through George Bailey's origin story. So we get the origin story for George Bailey. So, um, they start off with the time that George Bailey became disabled Um, a great way to start off. Anyways, let me tell you the story about this guy. He's disabled. Um, so like they, him and his friends were like sledding on, uh, shovels down a hill onto an, I, a lake frozen over except for this one spot, which we'll get into. Uh, and then, uh, George's younger brother, Harry is just ripping speed down this hill and he goes so far, he falls into the one hole and this entire lake, he falls in. Uh, George, being uh, not a psychopath, goes in and saves his brother from this lake, which I assume is probably three feet deep and probably could have survived. But anyways, uh, but, I explains that. George got a terrible cold, which probably makes sense, you know, from the water. And then I said the cold gave him an ear infection, which made him deaf in that ear. Now, I understand him getting an ear infection, but why the hell did you say he got a cold with, which gave him an ear infection? That is not the doctor who was behind this movie does not know what the fuck they're doing. And I hope they lost their license because, um, and the doctor they went to, um, and it was probably the 1910s or whatever. Uh, but, uh, no, anyways, uh, uh, so yeah, so they're like, oh yeah, he's deaf and he's uh deaf. So he's, basically disabled, which apparently is a thing. Like if you can't hear out of one ear, you're disabled. I guess, I don't know. I don't consider that disabled because he can still hear perfectly fine out of the other ear. Um, so he's not necessarily deaf. He just can't hear out of one ear. Um, but no, and then they decide to, uh, switch over to young George Bailey. Uh, he works at a uh, drug store, uh, one of them old school ones that serve ice cream and stuff like that. Um, probably like butt drugs in like Louisville, Kentucky, or I think that's where it is. Um, and so you, you serve an ice cream. There's two thoughts sitting at the counter, uh, Violet and Mary, um, who are very important to the story later on. Um, so like George is like, uh, oh, you want, what do you want? ice cream? I want chocolate. I'm like, you want some coconuts on it? He's like, I don't like coconuts. And then he just starts mansplaining to Mary. Like, you don't like coconuts. And he shows her this National Geographic. It's like, I'm very special for having a National Geographic. Like, bitch, you just go, you can go to any newsstand. You can go to any, like, I can go to Walmart or Kroger or whatever, get a National Geographic. You're not special for having a National Geographic magazine. So sit down. In the words of Pulitzer Prize winner, Kendrick Lamar, sit down, be humble. So after he mansplains Uh, coconuts to him. Eventually he has to make a delivery to his dad where he, uh, says Potter's a bitch. Potter is the wheelchair bound disabled bitch in the story who is evil. Um, I'm not sure if he's disabled because he's evil or if he's evil, evil because he's disabled. Um, since this is a fictional story, I get to make up and I believe I may be able to write an origin story for Potter. Um, I believe that he's disabled because he is evil, not evil because he's disabled, because that sounds better because there is no redeeming qualities in this man. Um, and uh, I do not know how he was old for like 50 years and he still, he still lived by the end of the movie. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, he goes out like, fuck you, Potter. And then he comes back to the <laughs> store. Um, and, uh, then, uh, Mr. Gower, his boss, just starts beating the living shit out of him because he, uh, put poison in, in like his son's pills and killed him or something like that. Somehow. See, that's not explained that well either. My, I was talking to my dad today. Uh, I had zoomed with my parents and, uh, we, uh, determined that, uh, yeah, like, how do you poison someone as a pharmacist? Like, well, he's just like, here's the poison, and, uh, here's the influenza pills, um, make sure I, I'm gonna label them eventually, but not today, and so, uh, yeah, he's just kind of taking his anger out on, uh, on George there, and George is like, hey, man, don't be angry, uh, and he like justifies his, it was an accident, don't worry about it. And so they make a, like, a pact, I'm assuming blood was involved, it was a blood pact. Um, in my world, it was a blood pact. And uh, so and they're like, let's never tell anyone about this ever. Um, later on in the movie, uh, it only happens for when they go to the world without uh, George in it. That's necessary. They probably could have cut this whole thing out. Besides, like, the whole Mary talking into his ears like, George Bailey, I love you to the day I die. I'm like, you're, like, eight years old. There's plenty of men out there. Don't settle for the guy who mansplains National Geographic to you and coconuts. So fast forward. So those are the only two important events from his childhood. Um, everything else from his childhood is, like, going disabled and then getting the shit beating out of him were the only two uh events from his childhood um now we get a 22-year-old George Bailey who looks 38 because i don't know how to explain that but George looks 38 and he's supposed to be 22 uh he gets a suitcase he has dinner with his family and his dad's like you want to take over the business and he's like fuck no um and then so he's like okay um you want to go to the school dance with your brother brother who's graduating. It's like, sure I will. Cause that's not pedophilia at all. I don't think pedophilia was invented until after the film was finished. So, uh, back then pedophilia did not exist. Um, so yeah, I'm just assuming pedophilia was legal in the late 1920s. And so nevertheless, he persisted. Um, so He's at the dances, like, catching up with all his teachers and stuff being weird. And uh, one guy's like, hey, will you dance with my sister Mary? And he's like, oh, yeah, I remember that thought, Mary. Yeah, sure. And so he goes up to Mary and her date. She she brought a date. And uh, she's just like, oh, yeah, I'll dance with you. And then the date's, like, pissed off. He's being stingy. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. Let's call the guy she went on a date with Mark because. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. So, uh, actually, you know, they're dancing together. Mary's having the time of my life and I never felt this way before. So, uh, her date, Mark, come on, Mark, don't be stingy. Mark is like, this guy's like, Hey, you want to open up the pool? Because you're mad at your date for dancing with a 22 year old who is graduated 40 years prior. And so he's being pretty stingy. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. And, uh, so they open up the pool, George and Mary are dancing and eventually they fall in and everyone's like, well, let's all jump in. Cell phones haven't been invented for another like hundred years. And so, uh, jump in and, you know, have fun. Eventually they have to change clothes cause their clothes are wet. Um, so George is walking Mary home and, uh, they're, they're saying Buffalo gal, won't you come out tonight, which is also about lassoing the moon. Cause you're going like, oh, want the moon, Mary, you want, you, you want the moon. I'll, I'll lasso the moon for him, which is impossible. Scientifically impossible to lasso the moon and then pull it down to earth. And there's like gravity, something like that controls the tides or some shit. So yeah, that's a, that's a thing. And so eventually, you know, they're throwing rocks at an abandoned house. Cause that's romance in the nineteen. 19- 20s, um, and then uh, her robe falls off, and Mary goes hides in a bush, and that's when the Me, Me Too movement started. George is like, I'm not gonna get this back. I want to see you naked. And uh, eventually, it takes is uh, someone coming up and like, George, your dad died, and he's like, Oh, here's your robe back. <laughs> so uh, then they go deal with that shit. Um, so P- uh, Peter Bailey is dead now, um, and so. George has to take care of everything for some reason. Um, so we flash forward then another three months. So we're going over like a lot of time jumps in this movie because we're going over someone's entire life. Um, three months, George is like finishing everything here. Uh, and they're like kind of in a meeting and then Potter because he's disabled and a bitch. Uh, it's like, well, let's dissolve the building and loan because I don't know for some reason, I think despite his dead father, and and but also remember that uh potter is disabled so he's disabled because he's evil um and he's also a dick um and one guy and then one guy in the meeting that that, i think this is like his only line in the movie it's too soon after peter bailey's death to chloroform the building alone what the hell did you just say right now It's, like, chloroform is, like, what you, like, use to kidnap women with. Like, it's too it's too soon to kidnap and rape the building alone. It's too soon after Peter Bailey's death to to, to rape this building. um, Rape this building. And so, you know, George goes on some dumbass speech about how this business means a lot to people and his dad was always helping people. And George leaves the building getting ready to... Uh, go on his hopes and dreams. And they they make a vote on it. Decide to keep the building and loan open under one condition that George Bailey runs the place and gives up all his hopes and dreams. Uh, so to spite Potter and in the end, you don't know if Potter won or if George won, but, uh, Potter's also really more disabled than George. So I feel like in the end, George still won because Potter is more disabled. um, so George doesn't go to college, doesn't go to Europe or whatever. And uh, four years pass. and Harry went to college in his place with all his money. I don't know how that works out. Um, so and uh, so while Harry was in college, I guess they never talked to him in four years. Uh, Harry got a wife and just did not tell his family and or invite any of them to the wedding. Which is uh, some bullshit. I guess like, you're not even going to like mention it. It's like, I can't make it. All right, man. Well. A lot of problems. Like later Uncle Billy doesn't go to George's wedding. Like, that's come on, man. You're like his only uncle. Um, so another four, yeah, for another four years pass, uh and then like his Harry's having a party and then George's mom's like George's mommy's like, you know, Mary's back in town and George like, Oh, he's with Sam Wainwright and is like, I don't think Mary's into Sam Wainwright, why don't you go over? So George's like, All right, I'll hit. I'll smash, uh, so George, uh, walks over to, uh, Mary's house, and instead of, like, knocking on the door to come in or whatever, he just, uh, hangs out outside, and luckily, George's mom called, said, hey, George's coming over, and, uh, he's like, good, and eventually Mary knows he's just hanging outside her house, which, um, I'm outside of your window with my radio! So, uh, yeah. And so she's like, Mary's like, come in. And then George's like a dick the entire time. Like he is a dick the entire time. He's like, oh, Buffalo Gowns, like, what the fuck are you doing singing right now? I'm like, bro, do you not remember that one night you almost smashed, but then your dad died? (laughs) Anyways, um, eventually, you know, they're arguing and she breaks the record, which major sin in a movie, um, and then Sam Wainwright calls and he's like, you should invest in plastic. And then George is like, I'm not getting married. I am not going to be happy. i got to do something with my life. And then they start making out and then cut again. They are married now. Um, and then on their way to their honeymoon, they notice there's a problem with the building and loan. Uh, Uncle Billy gave all the money away. And they're like, oh, I guess we'll use our honeymoon money to keep my father's business afloat. Uh, my dead father's business afloat and uh, they are left with $2 and uh, I guess they drink whiskey after that. And, uh, yeah, so um, so I guess we fast forward again. Uh, George has created Bailey Park. Now he kind of has his own kingdom. There's like the Potter's area you know, there's the Bailey area uh, fighting uh, for dominance over Bedford Falls. Um, so potter tries to be a little uh sneaky a little snack i'm a little snack and uh comes in and uh so two disabled men come in and uh potter's like why don't you work for me twenty thousand dollars a year which back then was a lot of money which today is like a musician's salary um and then George's like, i'll think about it and he's like fuck you potter you're a bitch and you're disabled more disabled than me And so he says, fuck you. Um, At the beginning of it, he was like, oh, I'll send you a box of some of these cigars you like. And then he's like, I wonder if they sent the box of cigars. That's always something. Potter's a bitch. Uh, Anyways, he comes home and finds out all that time he was raw dogging Mary. uh, She got pregnant. And uh, now they have a kid. And then they're like, ah, and then they had three more. (laughs) Three more kids. All right. And then uh, World War II happens. Uh, Harry is a war hero. Potter gets in charge of the draft for some reason as a disabled man, but uh, they didn't George couldn't be drafted or be put in there because he is also disabled in one ear. I did fact check this my I have a friend in the Air Force I asked him if you're if you're deaf in one ear, uh, would you be ineligible to serve? And he's like, yeah, probably. so uh, it's a good fact, uh, but uh, I don't think Potter so I, I feel like if you couldn't serve as a disabled person, you shouldn't get to choose other people to join the military. But also I don't like Potter cause he's a bitch and he's also disabled. So let's not forget that. Um, so now we finally, after all that fucking origin, now we finally get to the plot. Um, so uncle Billy's at the bank. He has to make a deposit or another bank for some reason. I don't know. Um, and he has to make a deposit of like $8,000, which is probably a lot back then, but actually it's still a lot to me right now. Um, so we get, um, $8,000. And so after he's like, Hey, look at the magazine. He has that in the magazine and then accidentally slips and gets to Potter. Um, a good person in this movie with, Hey, Billy, uh, you, here's your $8,000 you're supposed to use for your business. Nah, Potter just keeps the money because he's a bitch and he's also disabled. It's not forget He is disabled. And that's a big plot point I want to make up. So when you ever, you never feel bad for him. He's disabled for a reason. Um, And then Billy's like, Billy's also probably mentally disabled, to be honest. And I can't remember how the money got, how he lost the money, which is actually kind of a tricky thing. It was so, like, sly how he lost the money because just kind of like how quickly it happened. He's like, well, I couldn't have put it there or there. So I feel like maybe, I don't think it's entirely Billy's fault, but also, yeah, I can understand why he's stressed out. And so uh, George decides to go home and then he's just a dick to his entire family and then lulu uh he's like fix my petals and then he just hides the petals in his pocket and then uh the teacher calls asking if lulu's okay then he berates the teacher and uh the husband's like i'm gonna kick your ass he's like well come for me and then so conveniently enough george goes out for a drink at a bar i think uh martinis and uh He's like, ah, you're George Bailey. He's like, ha, my wife's the one he yelled at. And so he starts trying to kick his ass and they kick him out of the bar. So, uh, yeah, eventually, uh, then George decides to drunk drive, hits a tree and the guy's upset about the tree. He's like, my grandfather, my great grandfather planted this tree. He's like, bitch, shut, shut up. Um, and then he walks over to the bridge. He's like, I'm going to kill myself. And then he, that's where God sends in his dumbest angel, Clarence, uh, to, be in the water so George jumps in the water to save him and he's like why did you jump it why are we in the water jumping or whatever he's like why are you oh to save you I'm like I don't think that's how that works man um so eventually they're talking and shit and he's like you're not an angel he's like yes I am uh and shit like that and then George comes with collusion he's like what if I was never oh everyone would be better off if I was never born so uh he's like all right I can do that and so he like changes reality to make it so George was never born uh, happened was so like he goes in the town like everyone at the bar hates him for being new and weird or something like that being new uh then like he uh was it old man gower uh the man who beat who, the original person to beat the shit out of uh george uh everyone find out he poisoned this kid and so they all don't like him anymore so uh that's rough buddy so, yeah, everyone kind of picks on him. He was in jail for 20 years. Uh, the cop and the taxi driver think he's weird. Uh, Mary somehow ended up single. Uh, I watched it in color, and Mary was fine in color. I didn't notice it in black and white, but she is fine in, uh, in color. Mary was fine. George got lucky there. Uh, and so then he, he probably realized that. He's like, man, I didn't get with her. That like That would have probably been enough for me. Like, I didn't get with her. Man, that sucks. Um, and it's like the whole future's like dystopian. Like, Potter runs everything and there's like strip clubs everywhere. Actually, the strip clubs sound kind of cool. Um, and then, like, his brother died. The, they still went sledding on a shovel. And none of his other friends were like, I'm not going to save Harry. And so, World War II is different. Uh, his mom is an old hag or whatever. And then, after the police try to kill him, He's like, I want to live again. Clarence, I I, I, I I want to live again. And then he lives again. And uh, he's very happy. He realizes how great his life is. He runs around. Merry Christmas, y'all. Building and loan. In the best li- one of the best lines of the movie. Merry Christmas, Mr. Potter. And he's happy new year to you. In jail. And as uh, so he runs around, he gets Kids, 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 I love you. He's like, hey, Mr. Bank Examiner. I know. Isn't it great? I'm going to jail. And then, uh. All that, so he realized how great his life is. But then, uh, in the meantime, uh, Billy gathered up everyone who meant something to George, and they all put some money in to make sure they had that $8,000 uh, to pay off the bank. And Christmas was saved. Uh, a bell rings on the Christmas tree, and Clarence gets his wings, and it's all very wholesome and happy ending. And uh, that is, uh, it's a wonderful life. Uh, I think pacing could have been better in this movie, but it's also a very old movie. So it was like the, probably the first movie ever made. So, um, yeah, a lot of things, uh, thoughts on this. I've just seen it so many times. I have so many opinions on it. Uh, first of all, I think they should have just beat the shit out of Potter and Potter should go to jail because I feel like it's still considered stealing because it wasn't technically given to him. So that's some shit. That's some dirty shit right there that I'm not into. And also, um, also I've just been thinking about making my own version of it where like all my friends and family's lives are actually better if I never existed. And the moral of the story is you have to live out of spite because then you know they're a lot worse with you. And I'm like, okay, live out of spite. And that's why you shouldn't kill yourself. And I know you. you know someone can justify, is he really going to kill himself over $8,000? And I'm going to be honest with you, I've thought about killing myself over a lot less. And I know a lot of you listening to this episode have thought about killing yourself over a lot less. So let's not shame him for having a mental breakdown, thinking about killing himself. I and mean, he also it was the life insurance policy, so like, everything was going to be fine if he killed himself. So... It's a lot better than that. So in the meantime, we've all wanted to kill ourselves for a lot less. Uh, He he was going to go to jail. He was going to go to jail. He was almost going to go to jail. His kids were not going to have family uh, financially ruined. So, I mean, I've, you know, we've all thought about killing ourselves for a lot worse. And uh, yeah, that's the, that's the thing. Uh, The moral of the story I've come to conclude after many, many, many watches of It's a Wonderful Life is do not kill yourself over $8,000. Stay alive out of spite because a lot of people hate you and your existence is poison to them. And kill them, and you know what? And I really like that. And the longer you stay alive, the longer they play in themselves. And you know what DJ Khaled said? Congratulations. You played yourself. So make sure everyone plays themselves and stay alive this Christmas. And uh, a happy new year to you in jail. This episode of the Schwedcast is brought to you by Duke Cannon Supply Company's Beer and Bourbon Box. Uh, Duke Cannon hails from a simpler time, a time when the term handyman was redundant, a time when chivalry wasn't considered old-fashioned. Duke Cannon's purpose is simple, to make superior quality grooming goods that meet the high standards of hard-working men. In the history of great duos, the partnership of beer and bourbon is even more important to our way of life than mac and cheese or... If you're British, fish and chips comes complete with three big beer soaps, a deliciously scented sandalwood soap made with old Milwaukee beer, a fresh citrus woodsy offering made with the Deschutes fresh squeezed IPA and a warm cedar scent made with Budweiser and one big American bourbon soap and a rich oak barrel scented bar made with buffalo trace bourbon. A perfect gift for the gentleman who appreciates a fine drink and a distinguished fragrance. Use the link in our description to get free shipping on your order over $20. This episode of the Schwedcast is brought to you by Honey. Honey is a free browser extension you can download using the link in the description of this episode. Honey searches the entire internet for promo codes, coupon codes, free shipping, and anything else. I will save you money when buying things online. It is 100% free, and at no point will you have to pay for it with any microtransactions. It's just as simple as pressing a single button, and you can start saving money. It's that simple. I use Honey myself. I've been using it for years, and it's a great way to save money on pizza. It's a great way to, for me to buy audio equipment online. It always saves me money. I've gotten 40%, I've gotten 50% even before. It is so great. I love Honey, and you will too. And if you don't use Honey, it's basically throwing money away. So use the link in the description of this episode, s- install it on your web browser, whether that's Chrome, Safari, Oprah, Opera, whatever it's called, and start saving money on things you buy every day anyways. All right, so now it is time for me to go over and solve some relationship problems um, because relationship problems are all the time and uh, Christmas is once a year. Uh, so let's spill some tea and let me get into it. So, this one, the 1st we're just going to go zero to 100 with this first one. <coughs> all right, here we go. I believe my boyfriend is using my socks to wank off into. <laughs> that's rough buddy all right um this is messing with my mind because I haven't actually witnessed him doing it but at least once or twice a week I'll be getting dressed and when I stick my feet into socks the sock is wet and sticky on other socks there's like a hard substance on them I asked my boyfriend about it because it's weird as fuck and he said it's most likely mayonnaise which does not (laughs) does not make sense why would there be mayo in my socks i'm not entirely convinced it's semen because why would someone do that into their partner's socks i guess i'm looking for advice on how to find out if my boyfriend is actually jerking off into my socks and if he is how to confront him about it best thing i can suggest for you to do he is jerking off into your socks first of all he is uh no if ands buts or about it um uh do not think otherwise or you will congratulations you played yourself so um yeah so best thing to do um in this situation because confronting him about it uh, he's just gonna keep denying it so you're gonna have to catch him so um maybe invest into a security camera see if you can catch him uh once you do laundry um i would say go through your socks and uh like see, just kind of make, make sure you have a good feel for them. Make sure that it's clean. And then, uh, you put them in your drawer, wherever you have them. And then kind of, you got to set up a trap for it maybe set up a security camera, you know, just a secret one, hide it. Men aren't that smart. So if you hide it, we will not notice it and uh, catch them in the act. And so you pull it up and then you see it. Is this you jerking off into my socks? And then once you catch him. Don't be mad about it. That's going to be the thing. Don't be mad about it. Figure something out. Like give him some of your old socks. Wear, wear some of your old socks. And then like after you wear them, because I think he likes you. Well, he obviously likes you. And so I think he's uh jerking off because he loves you. And so when a man loves a woman, he will jerk off into their socks. And I don't control love. Love controls me. Okay. Okay, folks. I can't, I can't be going around doing this shit all day for you. So, uh, yeah, best thing to do is set up a trap and catch him in the act of jerking off with your socks. And then that way you can confront him about it and figure out where to go from there. Just don't go into it with anger that he's been jerking off into your socks. Figure out a solution that can work for both of you so you don't have to put on socks with jizz in them and he can uh, jerk off and feel horny when he sees you because that's how God intended for marriage to work where you both work out a circumstance where you can jerk off into the other person's socks. That's what God wants. And, uh, God, it's God's plan. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, and if not, that's, you're listening to me. If you're offended, this is the type of guy you get. So, uh, you know what the fuck you' were getting yourself into um let's move <laughs> let's move on uh that's uh oh, this next one's rough too. Why did I get all these rough ones this week? I asked my boyfriend if I could have an orgasm in bed that's rough buddy okay, so I really love my boyfriend he's great in every other way except for sex i've been with him since I was eighteen, and for years we've had one way sex where he orgasms from penetrating me Our sex typically lasts. Less than 120 seconds, and I always make sure I give foreplay. I give foreplay first, give or get. You should always get foreplay, ladies. I am the king, and I would be the one to tell you that. He never gives me any foreplay, and he never tries to make me orgasm. Most times, it hurts a lot, and it ends with me feeling unsatisfied but happy. I've pleased him. I started masturbating a lot, and... He became very insecure about it. We ended up talking and ended up asking him if I could also have an orgasm when we do sexual stuff, even if it's not every time. He told me it's not as important for women to orgasm during sex, and it was so awkward, I left it as that. What do I do? Listen, listen, I I want, this is for your boyfriend. Look, buddy, you gotta make your girl come. You gotta do it. It's, it's the law of man, the law of shwokdom that you make your woman come. You got, you some, maybe have to eat or, eat a little gourmet food, gourmet being her pussy. You got to eat the pussy. You got to eat it. Got to eat it. Just eat it. Um, cause you know what? She nice thing about your girl though. She knows what gets her off. So you need to help her and stop with that shit. Saying it's not important for women to orgasm. When a woman orgasms, she is the coolest person afterwards. And that is why you give women orgasms. Because they're super cool. Afterwards, at least. Sometimes they're cool before, too. Sometimes, sometimes they're cool all the time, but they're really cool after you get them off. Um, I'm telling you, my friend, you want to get your girl off. I'm telling you, that's the tea. And, uh... Yeah. Next question. So, yeah. So, um, confront him about it. Uh, do not give him sex unless he makes an effort to get you off. All right. And that's for the lady, man, dude, you gotta, you gotta get her off. All right. Uh, We got some more questions here. People want me to solve their life problems. Uh, I just found out the girl I've been dating for three weeks is an anti-vaxxer and I don't know how to handle it. <clears throat> All right. Tyler explains broad strokes, but a little more context is as follows. Uh, we were in the car together and she received a call from someone that she decided to screen saying we're friends, but tend to disagree on a lot of issues. I said, Oh, like what? And she mentioned the COVID vaccine that this friend is pro vaccine and she is not. That she doesn't want anything in her body from a doctor, that she never goes to the doctor, and that her friend, the one whose call she screened, suggested that even if she didn't want the vaccine for herself, that she should still get it to protect other people who are in high-risk categories to be susceptible to COVID, to which she explained she believed in Darwinism. Yeah, who boy. Uh, I was so shocked. I didn't know what to say. Like, she seemed like such a regular, fun person. and had great chemistry. With that, I'm kind of just blown away. So, obviously, this is a non-starter for me, but I wanted to approach this in a way that's not attacking her if is it possible to have a conversation with her so that she may be too open to learning about why vaccines and Western slash modern medicine is a good thing? LOL. I can't even believe I'm typing this. And she already left town for the holidays and is texting me a bunch. And all while this is stewing in the back of my mind, maybe I'm being too pr- precious about coming off like a dick. Any advice for how to handle would be, be greatly appreciated. All right, first of all, bro, you're not marrying this chick. Um, What's she like in bed? That's going to be the first thing I ask for you. She's fun in bed. You're going to have to stick around for a while, but you need to understand that if you're just going to be along for the ride for some sex, then um, and you're not going to marry this bitch, um, whatever stupid shit she says is not going to matter because you're not going to marry her. And you only have to gonna have to deal with this in small fractions. Maybe uh, you only maybe eventually get to a point where you only communicate for sex because this woman is not your ride or die. Obviously, also my EP ride or die is out now on all streaming platforms. Uh, but yeah, and I don't understand if if you're an anti-vax and you don't believe in like he's like I don't trust anything a doctor is gonna put in my body. Are you are you R-worded right now? Are you? What so, like, you and I'm like, like these people are like, uh, I'll, I don't know what's in a big, I don't know what's in a Big Mac, but I can tell you this I'm not taking no COVID vaccine. If you want me to know that, I'm not taking no COVID vaccine, that's poison from the government trying to chip me. Like, you're dumb, like, you're dumb. And if you're fat and you're anti vax, like, shut the fuck up, like, for real, if, you, if you're if you fat, hashtag pray for Micah. Micah's not anti vax, but, anyways, if you're if you're fat you don't need to worry about what's in the COVID vaccine. My mom already got, it. I talked to her today about it and she said that, uh, she had some, like she felt weird for a little bit, but now she's fine. And then there's all the rumors, face paralysis, which I'm assuming they would figure out in the trials for it. If it was an actual problem. So yeah, you can trust vaccines. Stop with this conspiracy theory, bullshit. Don't be R worded. And, uh, if you want to come at me in the comments... Pretty bold of you little fucks to assume that I'm not God. ...is a little uh, quote for you to always remember that. It's pretty bold of you little fucks to assume that I'm not God. I am right about everything, unless I'm not. And, uh... Yeah, never marry a anti-vax chick. That is advice for every person listening to the show today. Never marry an anti-vax chick because they are stupid. And... Uh, the sex is probably good, but do not marry an anti-vax person because if you have a child with them, I mean, I guess you don't have to pay child support that long, but, uh, also I don't want, I don't want to kill kids unless it's like in star Wars and that scene. Uh, anyways, so yeah, never date an anti-vax chick. Uh, you can have sex with them, but don't marry. Don't you realize it's probably not going to end, so just have, fun, have a fun ride. You know, every even the best fall down sometime, even the stars refuse to shine. Uh, even the doubts that fill your mind and somehow find you and I collide. And That's a Howie Day song. You probably don't know who Howie Day is. That's shit I'm into uh, because I grew up in the 2000s. I was raised on television. The ending of MTV and VH1 playing music videos. So, uh, you you heard it here first, folks. I'm still emo. Next question. M- wife caught me masturbating after four months of no sex. My wife caught me masturbating after over four months of us not having sex. It turned into a huge thing, but I found out that in the in that four months, she had no desire to have sex at all and hadn't touched herself in any way. I jerked off probably every other day during that period and thought about sex all the time. Anyone else? Have a significant other with no sex drive when with no sex drive when yours is relatively high. How do you make it work? Okay. Um so it sounds like this is a recent thing. I don't sound like she's asexual. You know my thoughts on asexual people. Um, you're a piece of shit if you date non-asexual people. If you're asexual, you should only get into relationships with non-asexual people. Because in the worst case, you're a piece of shit. You're a Henry Potter. Uh and you're Henry Potter without the disability. Um, uh, so um, I would say if she caught you masturbating, if she's mad at you, this is her fault. She doesn't want to have sex, and so you're just jerking off to get rid of the poison. Like, we we need an education system uh, that men, that semen and jizz is poison in a man's body, and we have to get it out. We need to that proper education but also, that is not an excuse for women to have to put out and have sex with us. So we have to realize that. So jerking off is fine. I feel like I'm going to say in a healthy marriage, I'm, like, I'm going to harass my married friends about this. I'm going to say in a healthy marriage, like, at least have sex once a week. Even if you're not in the mood, just have sex once a week. Even if neither of you want to, have sex once a week. Just force yourselves both to have sex. And uh, neither of you enjoy it. And that's the thing. Uh, neither of you enjoy sex. So, um, you, you need to work things out. Like, look, we need to start having sex. I know you have no, no desire. I don't know how that, like men are always horny. Men, men could jerk off as much as they want to most of the time. Like now we're getting older. It's like, I don't think I should be jerking off every day. <laughs> uh, but like, no, I feel like, yeah, like I said, I think y'all need to at least focus on, uh, putting an effort into at least once a week. Taking her to Pound Town, and uh, you know, at least once, maybe you know, if you want to move up from there, it's fine. But making a minimum once a week, um, even if you're not in the mood, just force yourself to do it. Sometimes you you should force yourself to do things. Sometimes, you know, we make sex such like a big deal, but I mean, it, it is in a relationship. Like y'all should be fucking. Everyone should be. Fu- I actually wish everyone was fucking all the time, uh, consensually. And, uh, I want everyone to get, every man to get their penis touched by someone they want to get their penis touched by. Even if you're a person like Josh and you don't like your penis touched. Um, yeah, just, uh, get your penis touched and I hope you like it. Um, so yeah, uh, just, I say y'all both gotta work on the sex thing. It's obviously gonna, an issue in the marriage. Uh, so make a goal once a week. You take her to pound town, uh, worst case scenario, you gotta lube up a lot, but, uh, yeah, take her to Pound Town. Have a good time, man. Uh, you know, and I really like that. And tell tell her that if she's not having a good time, she will sell you the opposite. And uh, yeah, um, yeah, sounds like a white person problem. Um, white people, white people. So uh, let's just move on to our next. We got one, two, three. Four. Oh, we got a couple more. Okay, um, here. Uh, all my husband does is play video games and I'm feeling resentful. I am sick of my husband's gaming. He isn't like a typical gamer who has nothing in his life other than gaming. So I'm not sure if I'm overreacting or being over emotional. So I need an outside perspective and hopefully some advice. My husband works really hard, typically eight hours to 11 hour days. So he definitely is not gaming and do nothing else. But other than working, it really seems like this that is all he does. For example, he will get home from an eight hour shift, say hello, and then go straight to the game. I get it. He wants to de-stress, so I just do my thing, cook dinner, whatever. My issue is when he gets home at 4 p.m. and stays up till 1230 a.m. or later doing nothing else, not spending time with me or my SS. Those are my initials. I'm assuming he's not spending time with me. If this was once in a while, I would be more understanding, but it's pretty much every day. He says he is just stressed and needs to decompress, and since he doesn't smoke, drink, or have any other vices, and since the vice is relatively harmless, I should let him. I think his son is getting really sad when we have him, his have him. His dad is more interested in working and being... On a game and I'm feeling the same, my husband will even stay up late playing and saying he's too tired to spend 30 minutes to talk and or days in bed or to have sexy time. He even gets super irritated if I interrupt him at all, even if he has been playing for hours and I just have a quick question. I also wait until his character dies in the game, etc. I've told him I think he's addicted and usually he's very open to working on things in our relationship, but with this particular issue, he doesn't see my point of view." I don't know what to do. I don't know if I'm overreacting or if this is a real issue. All right. So, that's rough, buddy. So, this does sound like an issue for you. Um first thing I'll say is when you have when he has his son over, um he should only be playing video games when his son goes to bed. That is what my friends kind of do if they play games. Like, uh we got to get the kids to bed first. And then we'll play video games. So that is a good, that is a good strategy for that. Um, it sounds like um, one thing you need to, you kind of just need to prioritize time. Kind of like, I, I get the idea of like, he definitely should still be playing video games. You just decompress, just have a little bit of fun for himself. I think like the immediately when he gets home and he just goes straight to is the problem. So like, hang out, talk for a bit, eat dinner, like, you know, talk some more, you know, spend time together uh, then maybe have some sex. And then, uh, once that's done, kind of when it's like near bedtime kind of time, you know, that's when he hops on and plays, he might be playing too much. Uh, maybe on the weekends he can play a little bit more, but, uh, no, nah, I feel like he's not giving you enough time. He's putting more time with video games, especially not sex. Like what's wrong with this guy? He's probably a PC gamer. PC gamers are very notorious for not liking their penis touched. And I'm here to change minds and let people get their penis touched and help them with their fear of getting their penis touched. Um, that's some good tea. Good-ass tea. But, you know, when his son's over, he needs to not be playing games unless he's playing with them. But he's a PC gamer, so he's probably not playing with anyone else except on the Internet. But, uh, yeah, no, I tell you, should you should make priority time for you. Um, if, uh, if you can't get reason to them, maybe get a third party, a neutral third party in, not me, cause I don't know either of you, uh, <coughs> but, uh, yeah, I was like, get a n- mutual third party, uh, nu- neutral, not mutual, mutual and neutral third party in there, uh, to say, hey, uh, maybe spend too much time on this. Um, uh, cause you know, we all have our vices, uh, when people drink, uh, some people smoke, Some people do marijuana. Some people uh, do meth and cocaine. Um, Some people are gamers, so I think that's his vice. And he needs to adjust himself to uh, regulating how much time he's doing that shit. So uh, get a neutral third party in there to maybe work that out. Next question I got. Ex-girlfriend wants to get back together with me and I'm curious what others think. So a little background before my present day question, my girlfriend of four years and I broke things off back in the first half of 2020, the breakup sucked. We were both miserable afterwards. I still love her and think she's a great person. In short, she wanted kids and was ready to drop anchor, have kids, settle down in one area for years, take primarily domestic trips and cut back on international travels. I wanted to keep traveling, exploring the world in various interests and bouncing around for my career. Bulling down to the crux of what caused our breakup earlier this year was she gave an ultimatum to agree to get married. No problem here. And promised her a baby before she turned 30. Problem here. I'm on the fence about kids as I have no visceral pull to be a father, but I am slowly warming and becoming more tolerable of kids in general. I wanted to be able to move around to pursue better career opportunities while I'm able. She wanted to start planting roots and wanted to stay put in whatever area we moved to for 18 years until the child was off to college. I wanted to pursue a graduate degree as well and partake in a foreign language immersion trip to polish my second language and use it in my career. She said if that's what I wanted to do then we had to break up. So with the three items above I was feeling rather gridlocked, constrained, and felt as if my future was being controlled by my partner rather than being planned with my partner and I locked up for months and couldn't commit to go further in the relationship. We had our talk and we mutually decided to walk away from each other overall it was an amicable respectful breakup she reached out to me recently after six months of no contact and we quickly discovered that we still love miss think about each other so we opened up the discussion about the possibility of getting back together Today, only number one of the above list remains except she pushed the child in my arms date back to 34. Furthermore, she has reached her own internal resolution and removed the moving living travel constraints so long as it was for my career growth. She can work from anywhere I cannot on our personal growth as a couple. This is a big change of mindset and a super tempting offer. The fact that she is willing to give me the ability to travel and bounce around for work so long as the benefits us what was I really after months ago, but it was a no go. However, I still struggle to make her a promise for kids even by 34, because I simply am not sure how I feel about having kids in six months or more years. Maybe I'll be all for it, maybe not. It's kind of hard to look that far into the future. Like I said, I am warming up to kids. I could give her a kid or two so that she has what she wants, but I don't know how I could handle it because I know that I would get a different set of constraints placed on me if we had kids together. I wouldn't be an absentee father and I wouldn't absolutely do my best to be a good dad but i also don't want to give up on these things that bring me happiness and that i identify with and that i want to do right now for the foreseeable future traveling job hopping moving around etc if we have kids you just can make changes all that easy if you if your partner isn't on board with the same things you want to do I do love her could absolutely marry her and have a life together, but I just am not sure about how I can make a promise to her about kids when I myself am not sure about them in this moments. Okay. So, um, she is, sounds like she is gung ho about it. Women have it a little bit differently than men do when it comes to, uh, the kids thing, because, uh, men can, uh, shoot out working seeds, uh, for their entire life. Uh, the sperm gets weirder as you get older, but, uh, you know, in the meantime, though, your sperm is working, uh, for the most part, uh, for women, you know, you only got so many eggs and, uh, I don't know, everyone's so interested in freezing them, uh, so, like, women feel like a clock ticking, if they really want kids, like, there's, like, a ticking clock for them in regards to that, if they want to have their own kids, like, we could adopt now, I want my own, uh, but anyways, um, Anyways, so it sounds like she reached back out to you because she is lonely as fuck. And you know what I say when someone reaches out to you when they're lonely as fuck? Be gone, fuck! So, um, yeah, I would suggest do not get back together with her. You do not want kids. She wants kids, like, as soon as possible. So, I mean, I'm glad you worked out two of the other things out, but the kids thing is a big deal for you. Like, I don't think that's going to work out. It's, It's, I mean that's rough buddy but yeah i don't think that's gonna be a change like if kids are a, a deal breaker for someone and especially i would say here when you give someone an ultimatum in like in a relationship just end it like it if you feel the need to give someone an ultimatum it's clearly not working out like if the other person is not feeling the same way and you have to give them like an ultimatum or you walk stuff like that. That means it's not working out and it's just walk away in the meantime. It's clearly just not working out. You need to figure your shit out. Uh, she needs to figure her shit out. She needs to move on. Uh, you need to move on. I think you need to fuck bitches like crazy. It sounds like what you need to do. Actually COVID makes it a little hard. Um, yep. Best thing to tell her is that I don't want kids. Um, you should be with someone who wants kids. Uh, you shouldn't be with, mm, she cares about you, but the kids are going to be a deal breaker. And if she's making it to a point where it's an ultimatum, that's going to be a relationship problem. So, um, best thing I can tell you is tell her, Be gone, fuck! And tell her to go fuck off. And if she says she can't live without you, like I always say, if she can't live without you, tell her she can just die. And then she doesn't get kids either way. So, that's the thing. I would tell her to fuck off. Uh, my friend, um, Good luck in all your future endeavors. Okay. It looks like we've got two more. I saved the best one for last. So I was ghosted after one date four months ago and still haven't got gotten over it. So, she was beautiful, great to get along with, I was really looking forward to getting to know her more, and it seemed like it was all mutual, she gave me her number, and we went our separate ways, but when planning the next one, she stopped responding, I cannot tell you how many times I've looked back on that evening and thought about what I should have done differently, it's bugging me so much, as I'm especially lonely right now, I'm considering reaching out again, but that feels so desperate, how do I approach this whole situation? All right, buddy, so, um, I can easily say I'm in the same boat as you actually earlier this year. I met like this beautiful girl, um, a little bit older than me. I like him a little bit older than me. Someone that's something about like having your life together when you're a little bit older <laughs> or something like that. Um, redhead, just gorgeous. 10 out of 10, uh, redhead. Um, if you want to know what kind of redhead is, she went as Ariel one year for Halloween. So that kind of cool redhead. And, uh, you know, we're talking, I thought we were getting along pretty great. She liked sync. So that's like a first. That's a deal breaker for me. That's probably why I'm saying I have too many deal breakers. I'm like, you like Airbud? Yeah. Yeah. Sync or Backstreet Boys? Like, yeah, I like Backstreet Boys a little bit more. I'm like, ah, oh, yes. fuck. Can't get along. I don't know. I, I think, um, I feel like it's okay to be upset about things like that. You know, it's like you wish it could have worked out and you, you obsess over it. The idea is just don't obsess over it. Keep, keep moving on. I just think, uh, you like, you, you like, the thing is like you plan out like your entire life in your head and then like keep it ballered up to yourself. And then when it doesn't necessarily work out, it's like our whole life is ruined because like guys will like plan out or like our entire lives with someone and then it doesn't work out and she ghosts you. And then it's like, ah, eh, not interested. I would rather go with this guy. Ah, uh, it, it just sucks, buddy. Uh, that's rough, buddy. And I'm in the same situation as you. Um, the idea I would tell you is to stop obsessing about it. And, uh, Just move on. Uh, Just tell yourself to move on and uh, stop obsessing about it. It's okay to be upset about it, but just don't obsess about it It is the best, uh, best advice I can give you, my friend, uh, for the rest of my life is uh, uh, just uh, it's okay to be upset, but don't obsess over it. And if you ever run into her in public, bring it up, get her on the spot because she can't ghost you. And if she runs away, that's probably a bad answer. But anyways, um, yeah, all right, so last question in this one is pretty fucked up. okay, here we go, titled my girlfriend's vagina okay this one uh this one's pretty rough that's rough, buddy all right, so uh. Let's get into this. Uh, I don't want to be an asshole for saying this, but my girlfriend's vagina smells awful. It's so bad it makes me want to throw up anytime we have sex. I it got to the point where I'd rather not even have sex. I brought it up to her a few months back, but she doesn't do anything to change it, or at least stick to it. Showering doesn't help either. I've asked her to try things, but whatever she does doesn't continue beyond a week. I tried being nice, I tried being assertive, but it doesn't change anything. She tried a pill she puts in there, and she tried drinking cranberry vinegar mix, but that's it. I don't know what else to do, it makes me want to leave. It's like it doesn't matter to her, and she always wants sex, and when she doesn't get it, she always gets in a mood. When I bring up why I don't want to, to we'll talk for five minutes, and she'll just shrug it off. By the way, for anyone saying it's just a natural smell of or her smell, I must disagree. I've been with plenty of women to know natural smell from something that just isn't right. Not to over exaggerate. It smells like a fish bathed in vinegar. Ah, Fuck these flies for a week crawled for a week, crawled in her and died 10 months back. It's not an STD because I get checked often to make sure because I'm a hypochondriac when it comes to my genitals. Also, her vagina juice doesn't seem normal either. Oh, this is gross. It's, in, like, a thickness term, it's, like, super thick in slime, like, almost like semen, but more like slug left o- Oh, God. Also, she creams a whole lot, but by the time we finish everything, is a thick white. When I pull out, my whole penis is white, and I'm darker skin. Oh, man. That's rough, buddy. I know cream can be normal, but this is a lot in a short time span. Within ten seconds, everything is white. I'm maybe overthinking that part too, though. What should I do? Anyone have any tips I could give her? Should I just leave? I don't want to be that guy, but it just doesn't seem fair. I have to deal with it, and oh, drive every time we have sex, dude. I'm. That's rough, buddy. Oh, that is disgusting. Um. Um, from what it sounds like, she needs to see a fucking gynecologist, dude. Um, so there's like, there's things though here, here's one thing with at least, I think I go with, with smells, especially when it comes to your body. So it says like she showers and it doesn't fix anything. It sounds like there's like an infection or something with her. Um, and it smells and she's just like, oh, I'll just get used to it. Uh, she, th- there's a serious problem there, but she needs to get that checked out in the, there's that gross ass cream shit. You're telling me, oh, that's nasty, dude. I don't, dude, you're a braver soul than I am. I am very stickler. If she has bad hygiene, I am out. But sometimes, but a lot of times, like if you have an, like, an ulcer, like a stomach ulcer, like you can have bad breath. If you have tonsil stones, you can have bad breath. It doesn't matter if like you're brushing your teeth or like cleaning yourself twice a day or shit like that. It sounds like there's an actual medical problem with her that she needs to go see a gynecologist about, because, and that is disgusting, like, you have to admit, I, you are probably way nicer than I would be, I'm like, this is fucking disgusting, like, this is not natural, you need to go see a fucking doctor, you know, I feel like that's your, that's kind of the whole point, and like, and you're like, look, there's, I care about your health, you can just say it's a, it's a health thing, and you care about her health, that is like more of an issue. Uh, I don't think you should leave her. If she doesn't, okay, if she doesn't see a doc. if she refuses to see a doctor about it, uh, tell her it's leaving because I, you shouldn't be caring more about her than she should care about herself. Uh, because that is an issue. And if that's an issue and you're disgusted to have sex with her, where there's a clearly easy problem to solve there, dude, your girl's fucking disgusting. You need to fucking. If she refuses to take care of herself like that, that is a big red flag. And she does need to you need to kick her to the curve uh, because not a lot of guys will deal with that gross ass shit. That is disgusting as fuck. And I feel like everyone needs to be on their hygiene game because you're, you do hygiene both for yourself and for other people. You don't, have to like, you don't have to have a signature scent. You just need to smell not gross. And if you smell gross and if you are gross and you're a woman, stay the fuck away from me. Because I don't want whatever gross ooze slug shit is in your vagina or pussy or whatever you want to call it. Uh, shouldn't have to wear a gas mask or hold your breath when you have sex with someone. That is, is very clear. And if you smell bad and you don't shower constantly you're gross and I believe you're a gross woman and I want you to change yourself to be good enough for me. And that's how I'm going to end today's episode of cancel Sweezy. Uh, thank you. I hope you have a wonderful Christmas and a happy new year to you in jail. Thank you so much. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, concern, you know, always email the swag at gmail.com. Uh, I think we're going to be changing that email soon. So, uh, stay tuned. Don't touch that dial. Um, remember my EP rider die is out now. Spotify, Apple music, title, Amazon, YouTube, everywhere you get your music, go listen, like subscribe. And, uh, Everywhere else, though, like and subscribe on the podcast, on YouTube, wherever you listen to your podcasts on. Uh, And if you want to watch me play video games, go over to Twitch. And if you have an Amazon Prime account, you can always press the subscribe instead of follow and support the show financially. But if you really want to support the show financially, $5 a month signs you up for our Patreon. And you get on no ad episodes of Cancel Shweezy, the Shredcast, and more of the Shweezy Podcast Universe pods coming your way. And uh, like always, everyone, happy... Christmas and hope you have a happy new year to you in jail. And like always stay awesome. Hashtag pray for Micah. Hey you, you just finished a full episode of the Shwegcast. I hope your brain cells don't hurt. Uh, if you want to support this show financially in the best way possible, go check us out on Patreon for $5 a month. You, yes you, can get ad-free episodes of the Schwedcast and is the best way to personally support me and this channel.